girl, I don't know who you are or whose side you're on, but I found all of us from hell. We're not created equal. Some of us are a tad stronger than others, and some of us are a lot stronger. Welcome to the Malbolge. This is regarding Spawn, the world's best Spawn podcast. I am your co-host, John Fisher. And I am your co-host, David Williams. And, uh, uh Johnnily, 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 we watch along. <laughs> I was trying to say verily there, uh, but I accidentally smushed the two together. So now it's Johnnily. <laughs> well, Johnny, I guess that's all I got for today. Um... Like, subscribe, rate, uh, don't no. fall on the toy portal. <laughs> oh, way to, way to immediately crash down on that promise of best spawn podcast right there, huh? No, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I derailed us this time by doing a weird voice. Take that, David. No, I was, I was just trying to keep up. This is, uh, this is just me not being as quick as Johnny is. That's not true. I'm not that quick. Oh, Not I'd... this early in the morning. <laughs> oh, we're recording at three in the morning, y'all. No, no, we're not. I haven't seen three in the morning. I don't even remember the last time I saw three in the morning, Johnny. Mm, I probably did it not too long ago playing a video game. That's uh, that's that's like prime spawn time too. That's I bet when when all your Alberts Simmons are uh, wandering the earth. Could you imagine, yeah. Johnny? <laughs> you uh, you pull a tailor. You go to the convenience store at two in the morning because you got quote unquote the munchies, um, and you just see a uh, Allosaurus spawn figure just like roaming through the uh, through the alleyways. <laughs> I'd be terrified. Like you pass the opening to Spawn Alley, and you just see a whole bunch of unhomed men, um, like sitting around a fire, and there's a dude. And a giant red and black costume sitting on a throne of bones. <laughs> like what what is I cannot tell you how fast I would run away from that if I came across it in the wild. Yeah, like we've said before, Spawn is scary. Spawn, he's spooky. He's spooky as shit. And it's almost spooky season, Johnny. I don't know about you, but I'm excited for spooky season. Oh yeah, I felt like it today. It was nice and cool. Oh, yeah. Or yesterday, I guess, when I was uh, reading these issues of Spawn, it was a nice fall day, so. Yeah, it's still summertime, technically. It's still August. Still is, but it was nice to get that break, and it's going to be hot again. Oh, man, that that heat was too much earlier this week. For for those who don't know what day we're recording on, uh, there were two days of, like, over 100-degree heat this previous week, which, I don't care where you live, over 100 degrees is too many degrees. Um, yeah, and I know some people are probably like, oh, it's over 100 degrees for like two weeks here. But this is Chicago, okay? Everything's made of the pavement, and you're <laughs> walking around, and the air conditioners aren't as good as they are down south, and there's not as many. Hey, hey, man, at least at least our air conditioners are better than the general air conditioning in New York. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You can is walk into terrible? a... 
you can walk into a Dwayne Reed in New York, as they call their Walgreens, um, and you can go to the the fridge that has all the beverages in it, <laughs> and you can tell that the fridge is working very hard because there's condensation everywhere. But that water is room temperature at best. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, <laughs> New York. Thanks for uh, thanks for sweating your balls off, so that way we can have some air conditioning over here. <laughs> it's much appreciated. Yeah. We love it. Well, welcome everyone. Welcome to Regarding Swan, where each week we talk to you, we tuck you in to bed yes. or into your uh, shower, or 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 we tuck them chores. Maybe you're driving. We tuck them into the shadows, Johnny, so they can be transported to the world of Spawn. We're setting you up for shadow blasting. <laughs> shadow blasting you right into the universe, into the Todd Father's brain, mm-hmm. two issues at a time. And this week is no different because we got two excellent issues from Spawn's universe for you. Yeah, we do. First up, we got Spawn 313 all the way off from the very far off land of December 2020. I know that because I'm looking at the cover here and we got a little Christmas clown on it. <laughs> I love this cover, Johnny. It's a good one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But yeah, it's great. Uh, and then we also have Scorch number 19 um, with another good cover, actually, that I'm looking at here. Oh, yeah. Uh, two great covers, both alike in dignity, but both very different. Yes. And Much both, like the issues themselves. Both, both of their childrens have fallen madly in love with each other and within 48 hours will no longer be living. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, they both got Monolith in it. They both got Spawn in it. But well, which, the... which, which, uh, who's who's Montague and who's Capulet? Uh, Mono, I guess Monolith has to be Montague, so that way he doesn't I say have to change. I say 313's Montague, because they're a little more wild, yeah. I feel like. And this is just, that's just a little more wild than the Top Father's, like, flavor, as you like to call it, that he sprinkles on there, yeah. is always a little more out there. Oh. I was I was gonna say so monolith didn't have to change the monogramming on his handkerchiefs, but eh, that's the, you've got uh, a better one <laughs> or the other. Uh, also, John Leguizamo comes back with his sword that he has. Oh yes, John Leguizamo. <laughs> he's 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 Tybalt and clown. Yeah, the both the same character. You can't tell Two me. Two movies any I watched a lot as a kid were Spawn and Romeo plus Juliet. Man, that's. I remember being too young for um, that Romeo plus Juliet because Baz really? Luhrmann did not make any sense to me when that movie came out. I was nine, so. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> my sister I watched it, really it cool. all the time, and I was like, what is going on here? Uh, and then I wasn't allowed to watch it because it was too violent. Boom. I defy you, stars. Man, now I'm just sad because Pete Postalweight was fantastic. He was a good guy. Oh yeah, I love Pete Postle Postlewaite. Did I? I He's totally lost world. I totally messed up his name, didn't I? Whatever. I we know Postlewaite. Yeah. Oh, I I was actually just hoping that we were gonna stumble into uh, he was in the Lost World just because we always gotta talk about Jurassic Park on this this too. <laughs> we do, we do. We talk about Jurassic Park a lot. No, he's great in that. Is Roland Tembo, the Great White Hunter? Yeah. My my favorite my favorite line from the Lost World is the 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 bald one, Fire Tuck, <laughs> the, the the Pompadour, the Pompadour, Elvis Presley. 
I love it where he goes, um, where he, he like lectures at Peter Ludlow, and he ends with like, I've 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 had enough safaris with rich dentists to listen to any more idiotic ideas. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another movie I watched a lot as a kid. I had all three of those. I didn't, I didn't own Spawn, and I didn't own Ro- Romeo and Juliet, but they were on the movie channels all the time. I feel like yeah. I watched Spawn like once a week. Yeah, I don't think I saw Spawn until high school, so like almost a decade after it came out. I saw it in the re- theater. All my, all my friends saw it, but I wasn't allowed to watch it. Actually, the first time I saw it might have been on a Saturday morning or a Saturday afternoon television on what like WB? Yeah, that makes sense. It would have been a Fox. Tom McFarlane's Spawn will return after these messages. And welcome back to Spawn. WGM used to show movies too in the day. Oh man! But I don't know. Maybe you didn't in Tulsa. You had WGN. I don't know if you had WGN. Um, over did, the air, we did not. Had we had we had WB, but we did not have WGN. But so, not over the air. It was it was um was it over the air? Well, I only had over the air, so So WB was, okay. Yeah, WB was. Well, over the paper are <laughs> these issues of spawn, so yes. we might as well dive right in. And we we will talk about them over the air. Ha ha. Oh uh, we are. Oh yeah. The words are floating around in the ether. Um But yeah, first up. Spawn 313. Like I said, it's from December, and we know that because the cover I have here is the Bjorn Barron's evil clown Santa Claus cover. <laughs> that is that is the cover that they have put at this issue break in the trade paperback I'm reading, Johnny. And it's... Nice. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's hilarious. It's the clown. Like, he's got like a Santa sack full of dead bodies. <laughs> Uh, I like that the the white cotton ball on his Santa hat is a little bitty clown skull. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. I just noticed that too. Also, um, he's he's barefoot. What the hell is he a hobbit now? He's a barefoot hobbit. He's got he's got like a foot sticking out the back of his sack, and like presents are leaking out. Yeah, there's a there's a brain and a hand, and there's like a skull chewing its way through the bottom. <laughs> Very Krampusy. Did you ever see Krampus? Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, there was one year where, so I used to do for October. I would watch a spooky movie a day, and I used to be able to do it every year for like four years straight until I got old and time didn't make sense to me anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. but there was one year where I, I realized that I could also do that for Christmas times. Uh, and so I just mainlined like 20 Christmas themed horror movies on Netflix in a row. I think Krampus might have been in there, but I don't remember because they all just kind of swirl together to me. It's just a, a haze of of like Nordic and and Northern European uh, fairy tales smushed into horror horror movies okay. like uh, like yeah. rare imports. Rare Imports is probably the one I remember the best. Where they, they find a big old Santa Claus, and he's just a big old demon. <laughs> and he, he his little elves are just possessed people, and they end up 
they end up killing the big Santa Claus. And so the, the tiny elves are just like rudderless. <laughs> and so they, they sell them to malls in America as Santa Claus. <laughs> Whoa. That sounds pretty wild. Spoilers for Rare Exports. But if you haven't seen Rare Exports, it's wonderful. It's, uh, I've never seen it. It's got that classic classic 80s horror thing where it's all this terrible stuff happening, but you are right there with a child who is in the middle of all of it. And the child somehow survives everything. So it's kind of it's kinda kind of a little Chucky-esque only. Instead of adult, Santa Claus. Well, Krampus is good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like Krampus. It's Michael. It's the guy who did Trick or Treat. Oh, okay. I th- and, I think I have seen. And there's it. a lot of Krampus remember. movies, but this is like the one that was like released in the theater. It's like Triple okay. A. Okay. Michael Scott's or whatever that guy's name is. Not Michael Scott. This guy from the fucking Office. Um. Also an uh, alderman on the southwest side of Chicago. <laughs> the guy from Parks and Rec who dates Leslie No. Oh um oh oh his name's been in the show. Um, Adam Scott. That's his name. Because I know that Adam Scott's been in a couple of horror films. And so it's like I can't... a triple A. Because there's like some shitty Krampus. There's like a Krampus with like, I mean, there's like a million Krampus movies. Yeah. This he... is the one that's just called Krampus. I'm going to have to, yeah. I'm going to have to pop it on and get back to you about whether I have seen it or not. Um... Anyway, it's good. Okay. It has Krampus some good creature effects. Nice. If you like Trick or Treat, you'll probably like it. Trick or Treat is probably my favorite horror movie of all time. Wow. I fucking loved it when I watched it the first time, and I am upon... It's one of the few movies that I've watched again, and I loved it the second time I watched it, and the third. And I don't like how it doesn't get as much love. It kind of... Like, it feels like it didn't get the response it... it deserves i guess because it's pseudo an anthology film and anthology films don't really get a lot of love as what they are but it was like a consistent narrative across three separate independent stories which is right and that's what what i I like about it because anthology films can kind of frustrate me sometimes because you get like like you actually said this in the podcast but you end at the worst possible moment usually yeah and just or like especially horror anthologies, mm-hmm. it always ends at like, gotcha. Yeah, and it's just like almost exhausting or just too much. But this one, since it's like a continued narrative, you get those gotcha moments, but it keeps going. Yeah, it's uh... it's almost like Pulp Fiction, uh, for trick for Halloween. Yeah, it's like it's like Creep Show, but with like half of the stories. <laughs> all the all yeah. the fluff is taken out. Trick or treat's great. It's great. This would be a good trick or treat. A clown Santa would be a great Halloween costume. <laughs> oh man, that just would... the clown. Yeah, true. Remember that little kid that went as the clown? Little kid. It was in one of the back issues in a in a spawning grounds. There's like oh, a family. Yeah. And oh yeah. There's like a little had, kid. He had with the, the clown. He belly. had the bald cap and the big the big fake belly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Ooh, wonderful. He was he was the kid having the most fun out of that entire family. <laughs> oh yeah. Adrian the clown. So, like a lot of spawn issues, most spawn issues, there are multiple covers here. 
Um, I'm pulling up cover price. Um, and if you're, you know, read this digitally or like, you know, read it in the trade paperback and you're interested in getting it, you know, you can get the A cover for like five bucks. So this is a pretty affordable comic book. They, that, those pandemic ones where they're getting up to like 20s and 30s are pretty much over. Everything now is pretty much like just a few bucks more than retail price, unless it's like a special cover. So, um, you know, that's kind of nice to know that like from like 310 on, they're pretty easy to get. You've got four covers. Uh, the B cover is Todd McFarlane's monolith. He's like holding up Spawn. <laughs> He's got it like tied up. Um, that's, a, that's pretty great. That's a great cover. Um, and it's just a little, I guess, intro to Monolith. I don't. Is this what this? I'm assuming this is Monolith's intro. Um, I, I honestly don't know. It's I thought that when we saw him in the Scorched for the first time, that was the first time we saw him. But now we're seeing him in main title, you know, years before that. So, does uh, cover price say anything about um, key issue? It doesn't say it's a key issue, so that's what I was wondering. So probably not. I wonder if the next one's a key issue. Then, if I guess if the next one's the key issue, then that means no. I don't know. I still don't understand. Key it would usually say like key issue cameo. So I think unless or they maybe thought Monolith wasn't going to be that important and didn't. Market. Are they are they fucking blind? <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I said, I have the A cover, but mm-hmm. what? How are you reading it, David? I forgot so I'm, to ask. I'm reading it in a trade paperback. Um, oh, nice. Like I said, A A is in there at the the issue break. Oh, you um, said you did say that. Okay, but sorry, I need I you. To, I need ask. you to go a little further in the in the the covers here because uh, I might have some additional information to share with you. I might have some going. additional information to share with you. Oh, um, how dare you! There's a, uh, um, so the other covers are the B cover is a Greg Capullo, uh-huh. Plague Spawn. Yes, and that's or, this is where and, the additional information comes in, Johnny. That is the cover okay. that they use on the very front of the trade paperback. Wow! So it's just that Plague Spawn coming at you, and it's well, it's funny because in the next issue. In the spawning grounds of 314, they interview Greg Capullo about that cover. Oh, nice. So we'll be coming back and talking about it shortly. Um, and then, well, shortly for us, in a week for you, because there's <laughs> a spawning grounds about it. And basically just yeah. says, this is, that is the intro of Plague. Nice. Is that cover. He hasn't been in anything. And they just call him Plague, but... We know him as Plague Spawn. Yeah. And then the fourth cover is a black and white version, or naked, as we say on the show. A black and white naked cover (laughs) of the the, um, Plague by Greg Capullo. (laughs) So. (laughs) Oh, no. Those are the four (laughs) covers. Yeah, yeah. You want a naked cover of Clown, that's what you're going to get. Woo! Oh, yeah. Show me the show me those uh, rippling abs. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he is barefoot here. Yeah, uh, he's gonna have an an only spawns just for for clown feet picks. <laughs> only spawns. Oh my god. I'm surprised that. Um, so, uh, I'm surprised Bjorn Barons didn't make his toes much more fucked up than they are. 
Cause yeah, I'd imagine he'd have like really long, gross, yellow, thick, yeah, fucking thick ass toenails. Like yeah, fucking look like cheese. Yeah, or and like maybe <laughs> maybe like one of the toes is chopped off halfway down or something. Bjorn Barons yeah. has been magnanimous towards this clown, is what I'm saying. Um, also, uh, Bjorn Barons is doing some. Not only is he now doing Marvel covers, but he's also doing some DC covers too. So hell yeah. Way to go, Dude, Bjorn Barons. Covers. He's all over the place. We love him. So that's the covers there. We pop it open, and it says up at the top, world record-breaking comic. He's still feeling sassy, that Todd father. Because every issue is a world record-breaker. Mm-hmm. And the script plot is by Todd McFarlane. Art, this is uh, our main man settling to his groove, Carlo Barberi. Tom Wojciechowski, of course, on lettering. Hell yeah, and he does a great job. <laughs> Yeah, this is one's fun. A couple and J. David Ramos on colors. Colors are also popping. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially like the, I love. I don't know this is a good issue. Yeah, I like all little. Yeah, both the... parts of it. We see some epic, uh, epic meetings. Yeah, you could say. Absolutely. Uh, the creative director is Todd McFarlane, and editor is Thomas Healy. Hell yeah. So previously in Spawn, Spawn needs help, and the only hero who can be of use is another Spawn. In this case, that is Jim Downing, the man who once wore the same symbiote costume as Al Simmons himself. That's what happened, is Al went and tried to recruit... Interesting. Interesting that that's all that... That's really all that's there? That's it. Like no no mention issue. of no mention of Mark putting that fucking medieval helmet on. No mention at all. <laughs> I would have called that more momentous than uh, Al and Jim Downing just being catty toward each other in an abandoned mobster restaurant. <laughs> in an abandoned restaurant, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Huh. Um, huh. Hmm. <laughs> I I also thought it was going to go on much longer because it had the flavor of the Todd father getting as much in there as he could. <laughs> no, that was it. And it's just, huh. Keeps up the tradition of sometimes the previously Hans are just, you go, huh? Yeah. Like, like we used to think that all of the previously on ends weren't, uh, not very good. <laughs> we've, we've discovered since that, uh, they do tend to align more often than not, but sometimes yeah, I remember there were some that were just like out of that, like did not, <laughs> match up <laughs> yeah like i like i guess that happened you, you didn't like explain it in the issue but i guess now we know <laughs> oh yeah there was one where it like it call it, oh it was like the curse it was it that yeah or was, oh no that's what it was it was we revealed who the mysterious k is yeah the curse yeah and we're like oh it is oh, it did what okay I get it. I remember that. That makes hey, sense. Hey, it was the early days of like adding three titles, you know? You're getting all used to it. Oh, I was just saying that uh, this guy over here keeps bringing me his fucking seahorse to throw for him. So there's probably going to be a lot of rustling noise because. Oh, who is it? Ding, ding, dog. It's Kuzco. He, uh, but he says, I like seahorses and seahorse things. Seahorses. Forever. So he's got a little stuffed seahorse that he keeps bringing to me. And it's either uh-huh. it's either throw it or let him chew on my hands, and one of those is uh, better. One of the in two. 
<laughs> I'll let I'll let the uh, I'll let you decide which is better. My cat likes to chew on my hand. <laughs> you're gonna be one of those people that like everybody will automatically know you're a cat owner or a cat liver with her. Because you don't really yes. own cats. They're they're unownable. <laughs> yeah, they, they're like I'll live with you, but everything is at uh, their their behest, basically. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, you were saying we open up on this lovely pastoral landscape. Um, this farmhouse. We've got, uh, speaking of, speaking of the colors popping, um, I do like the, the palette shift of colors between each sort of stage. So yeah, I, that's, what I think, I was, that's what I was trying to articulate when I said I like this issue a lot. I liked how yeah. it has like different stages and like the colors of Omega Island versus the colors of here. Really, I think we I think we talked really about well. that either the one of the last two times that we came to the farmhouse here, and it's still it's just very good. It's very consistent, and it's very like I can feel myself at this farmhouse because I've been at farmhouses like that, and uh, I'm already sweating because it feels disgusting. <laughs> oh yeah, I can just you just like feel the air and like you hear like that general like buzzing from the insects. Yeah, and, like, hear it. Yeah, eh. kind of looks like. Kind of has the coloring of Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, I I actually the do original. believe. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's what what sparked it because then I've got onto a a making Johnny sad tangent about. Not oh, you know that was that was when we were talking about Texas Chainsaw too. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no it was when we were talking about Texas, like Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw because we talked about Texas Chainsaw and then we talked about Texas Chainsaw too. Oh my God! I just love Texas Chainsaw one and two. <laughs> I recently watched them all. Nice. Nice. Like, just everything. Because there's a, there's a fucking ton of them. The only one I remember... So, so the, the story that makes me remember it is... Um, one, on one of my friend's 16th birthdays, uh, he wanted to take everybody to go see... Like, it was a big party at his house, and he was like, we should go see the new Texas Chainsaw. And my parents wouldn't let me go, and then it became a big thing. And then nobody got to go see fucking Texas Chainsaw because my parents wouldn't let me go to an R-rated movie at 15. Uh, so uh, I Damn. ruined the party. Um, What'd you go see instead? We didn't go fucking anywhere instead. <laughs> nice. Hopefully you should have just done drugs or drank just to stick it to your parents. Should have. Should have. But I mean, like... His mom and his stepdad were gonna go with us, and they were gonna pay for everybody's tickets. And so it was like, what the? I don't understand, Johnny. And then I watched it. I watched that version in college, and like, it could have been rated PG thirteen. It didn't even have really good gore. Like they were really like, it's the, I think they were they they advertised it as the goriest one ever, and. In one scene, they dop- dropped a sack of sausages on the floor because somebody got disemboweled, and that was it. But it was too yeah, it was too freaking th- dark to see anything. There was an NC-17, or not NC, there's an unrated version that was released later that had a little bit more of the gore. Yeah. But it was um, not, not, not great. I remember it also being a very dark movie. And like you said... Oh, it's very dark. You can't see shit. That the... Uh, the thing that scares you most about Texas Chainsaw is it like happens in the daytime. Um, and so it feels like tonally that that movie was way off because it's also, you're supposed to be able to see fucking everything, which is what makes it spooky. 
Yeah, Jason is the one who lurks in the dark. Come on. For real. I guess also Michael Myers. And Sam from Trick or Treat. But Sam's a little cutie. It's like, hi, little pumpkin guy. Hi, little pumpkin guy, little pumpkin scarecrow man. <laughs> yeah, except when you see under his mask, he's like a creepy alien. <laughs> he has like whoever a... Whoever he is, a he, demon. He has a heart and a paper bag. <laughs> he did have a heart Why and not? a paper bag, right? I think so. I, I mean, think... you would know more than me. Man. Well, I I haven't rewatched it in years. So... Oh, I guess I guess I should I should discuss that uh, uh, rewatching is David's highest form of flattery for a movie because there's too many movies out there to watch for the first time. I don't ever watch them again. <laughs> so so if I ever rewatch a movie, it's that's the movie I'm gonna talk about forever. Like fucking Candyman. I've seen Candyman like twenty times. I love that shit. It is so amazing. Don't even don't even wow. get me started on Candyman. We're talking about. 1992 Candyman that starts with the the aerial shot of Congress Parkway and it follows the car down underneath the the post office down to UIC. Oh man, amazing fucking opener that they then uh, they did a, a reverse of it for the 2021. 20, yeah, 2021 version. Yeah, because it was uh, it was it was delayed in the pandemic yeah. a little bit. And then they did a, they just strapped a camera to the top of a train and then filmed straight up through the canyons of buildings on a very rainy day. That okay, was cool. We got it. <laughs> this has turned into Candyman the podcast. Uh, <laughs> how many times hey, have Candy I said Man. the name, Johnny? <laughs> what are we at? A are lot. We at? <laughs> Too many. Is there a mirror in your room there? Uh, well, uh, let me tell you, if Tony Todd were to show up at my house, I would be gladly run through. By him, it would it would rock. I fucking love Tony. It would be an honor. I would I would then ask that he he yell towards Stovacor to let them know that a warrior is coming. Um, and I would die happy. Well, I don't think these angels died happy that Javi killed Mister oh, Spawn here. Getting their getting their bits picked at by birds. Yeah. Oh man. And you get this awesome second page of Javi just standing there smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Got the hat going. It's a nice tall hat. Yeah, he's watching the ravens, just looking over. These. He's just he's just Oppenheimering. I have become death to these angels. I like I like just every fucking where there's there's knives like throwing knives. Just <laughs> I know they're just like stuck into every part of the house. Everywhere they're stuck in the the steps. They're stuck in that truck. They're stuck in. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. And somehow, miraculously, the horses unscathed. I would have imagined for a for such a battle of such size that you know there would be some collateral damage to the barn and or horses. But no, they persist. Yeah, the horses survive, that's good. And he's basically just thinking about Cog and how much he hates Cog. Like that's he's just sitting around being like, Man, this guy's been bugging me forever. And yeah. he because he doesn't know, he thinks Cog has also been pulled through time. Yeah. Because why, why wouldn't he? Yeah, he why wouldn't he? Yeah. In his time. So he's like, oh, he must have been pulled through time. Duh. Yeah, he was just he was just a Civil W era wino just sitting around asking for some strawberry uh -huh. ripple. He decides to go grab himself a horse. 
Um, he, he does. He starts. He starts riding the white horse, Johnny. He gets himself. He gets himself some heroin and just blasts himself down the street. <laughs> no, he rides a real white horse, no, David. No. Uh, also, the very last thing you're doing when you take heroin is <laughs> galloping down the road. Uh, usually, you just end up standing and like forever trying not to sit. I don't know if you've ever seen seen people just standing on the sidewalk, Johnny. Like. Just like looking like they're about to sit and then being like, oh, I can't sit. Oh, I can't sit. Can't sit. It's like it's like they equate sitting with dying and they're trying to avoid it at all costs. Uh, and listeners, if you ever see that that person is on heroin and you should maybe watch them um, and bust out your Narcan just in case they fall over uh, and take care. Take care of your fellow peoples. Some people are going through it. Don't don't disparage them for. For what they need to get through the day. Make their day easier to get through. That's our PSA That's for the a, week. <laughs> available at your local library, Narcan. <laughs> this this is just going to become a heroin talk, Johnny. Um, and people are going to listen to it because they're going to be like, hell yeah, heroin. And we're going to be like, heroin is bad. You need to get some Narcan. <laughs> but it's true. Get some Narcan. But anyway, Javi's on this white horse run, galloping down the street. And he he drops his cigarette, Johnny. That's how that's how intently focused he is on this Doof. on this little jousting trip he's going on. I was just watching the I put on the DVD of Spawn animated series uh-huh. uh, yesterday, and there's a part where he fights some mobsters in like the second or third episode, and like. The guy drops his cigarette. He like kills them all before the cigarette hits the ground. That's oh, pretty cool. Nice, man. Those. But this cigarette hits the ground, and then all of a sudden Jessica Priest pulls up. Yeah, she's she's not Ride a metal horse. Man, she's not even like she's just like nonchalant about it. She's only using one hand on the wheel or the 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 steering bar. She's like, I don't even give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> So she's just out for 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 a little cruising. She's not cruising for a bruising, Johnny. She's just cruising. She's just cruising. And in the Todd Father narration, he says that it's his first encounter with a metal horse. <laughs> but even more jarring is the fact that it's a female riding the black beast. <laughs> so and she's eating a girl dinner. <laughs> she's about to be uh eating in the colloquial sense because she's about to drop a whole bunch of knowledge on on Javi and she's just she's flexing and just eating. She's just eating. That's it. That's it. But Gunslinger is about to find out, Johnny, that not only can women do things they couldn't do 150 years ago, this woman does them better than almost every other man. So, uh her name is Jessica Priest, aka She Spawn. Yeah, and some good. You get some really good lettering there. Yeah, that's a that's a fun little Tamo bit there. Um, and it's not just She Spawn; it's She Spawn, period. Like, boom, boom. Like end of discussion. And the period is also in very nice, big, big fancy font. I like it. Like cuts off Javi, stops him in his tracks. She does like a little fishtail, a fishtail stop there. And Javi's Javi's got his 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 lever lever action rifle leveled right at her. 
trying to trying to figure out who she is. And they start talking, you know, they start talking Spawn, you know, <laughs> they, they they bust out the recording equipment. And Javi says, uh, good evening. And welcome to the Battle Bowl. Spawn. <laughs> yeah. And Jessica says, hey, Javi. <laughs> you ever seen Trick or Treat? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I would be I would be honored to have my place taken by Jessica Priest. Absolutely. Mm, I would be too. <laughs> if your place was taken by Jessica Priest. Hey. It'd be a different kind of podcast. It'd be just me. It would just be you heavy breathing. <laughs> no, not heavy breathing. Jesus. Be really nice and talking to her and asking her great questions. Um, breathing. You'd have to you'd have to think of some really great great questions because I have a feeling that like she would be like, "Come on, come on, it's forty minutes. We got to get to the. <laughs> we haven't gotten to the meat of the story. Just we got to. I'm on a timetable. She's very she's very no nonsense. She would be like, "This is the time we have. We're gonna get in. No nonsense. <laughs> Busy. Got a lot going on. Trying to lead the scorch. She's got a lot of hard outs. A lot of hard outs. A lot of hard out. Got to be out by noon." No questions asked. But so yeah, the talk and spawn. We get the opening opening reading. Uh, Javi understands that not all spawns are as equally as strong because everybody loves telling him that he's the weak one. So he's like, I guess I guess that means some of them are stronger than others. And then boom, we get gunslinger's fucking power meter. Yeah, and it's actually pretty decent. It's much better than Al Simmons at this point. Good lord. Yeah, it is. Everyone's talking about how weak he is, but doing pretty good. Yeah. I wonder since it's four two one three, I wonder if this started out as just four four three two one. <laughs> and then Tom Thomas Healy was like, hey, hey, hold on hold on a second. That just looks lazy. Can we can we switch this around a little? <laughs> it's not as evil as six sixty six, and but more evil than six. So Javi's Javi's like, Yeah, I'm gonna take care of this myself. I'm just gonna ride this horse away to the sunset. Um and just, Jessica's just, like that horse will not get you very far. It's just, just like, dude, update, update a little bit. And she makes him a, a necro motorcycle there. Pretty sweet. As as it we know, up. this is the this is the motorcycle that uh, Taylor almost gets stolen from him. So, <laughs> also, if you look close at Javi, there he's got those really round eyes. Yeah. He's like, Ooh. <laughs> there's uh. This this issue has a lot of round eye of surprise in it. Uh, yeah, it's I fun. really like it. Um, and then I like I like that the the Todd father makes sure that we know that Jessica taught him how to ride the motorcycle. <laughs> Less than an hour later, <laughs> so so he's he he picks I, up. Yeah, he like, she like sits there in the field and teaches him how to ride a motorcycle. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I like I like a gunslinger. A tiny smile crosses his face. She's got some spawn in her too. <laughs> it's like it's like a classic western. Everybody's like, yeah, they got they got that Spitfire in them. But you know, he's like, they got that. She got that spawn in them. Which I guess, I guess people do refer sometimes to chutzpah as some hellfire. So uh, you know, yeah, hellfire spawn. What's the difference? She gets a sword. That's pretty cool. She picks up a sword from these dead angels. Yeah, she's she's just cleaning up. She's <laughs> it's a it's an RPG, and she's just finding things either that are really cool to use or that she can sell back for big money. Yeah, it's like a Diablo up in here. She's just yeah. looting the looting the enemies. 
He's she at least doesn't have the serious Sam problem where he just puts the guns next to his butt and they disappear. <laughs> she actually has a duffel they go in. <laughs> With this, she's got the bag of guns and she finds a white feather amongst these dark angels. So she's like, huh? And wonders if it's Redeemer. After she's collected all these weapons and stuff, just the angel bodies poof up into some smoke. Yeah, I, I love... Uh, Topfather just obsessed with logic. <laughs> like, yeah, well, the body's got to disappear, or else we'd be cleaning them up. Yeah. So. You don't have someone come to clean up all these dead angels. You just want them to go poof. <laughs> hey, hey, man. No muss, no fuss. No muss, no fuss. Uh, and then we're. So we instantly get shuffled to some place that's got, like, nice soft lighting and it's dense and green and lush. But it's somewhere unknown, Johnny. We don't know where we are. But we know we're somewhere different. Because of that good coloring. Yes, we're at Spawn's secret base. It looks it looks more down south than it has in in previous books, because it's always it seems does. to be like it's Montana, like, it's like Wyoming. New Orleans or something. Yeah. I'm expecting I'm expecting like Dr. John to come out and be like, You guys want some jambalaya? Um, that's not how Dr. John sounds. Um, but, or, or, or like, like some, a some or like a Emerald Agassi to peek around the corner and just go bam, bam, bam. <laughs> just hit it with a little bit of necro, bam. <laughs> that's the thing you do to Cygor because he's out cold. <laughs> Wake him up with that flavor. Spawns just doing that thing where he's he's cleaning up a mess and just like grumble grumble jim down and grumble grumble that little shit grumble grumble uh well, yeah then 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 uh overkill tells on him yeah he's like mark let him in <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man <laughs> and then and then spawn like angry just like angry marches down to to Mark. Yeah, he just starts stomping around the. He's like, if I'm gonna look for Jessica, and I'm gonna look for Mark. There's just no one's there. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> I can just imagine. It would be great to hear, uh, to just see a a scene of, of of Spawn stomping around, and then just like some Keith David grumbling, grumbling. I reserve to Jessica Peters. There's one of my favorite <laughs> things that happened recently in an issue too at the end of this issue the, the angry spawn says it just cracks me up so much we'll get to it but yeah spawn's just grumbling <laughs> around here being all fucking grumbly yeah it's got those all oh, this little the end of this page just has like the angriest spawn face we've seen in a while <laughs> what the hell is going on yeah so good and then he he stomps away again and his cape is just fluttering behind him real big um, and then I, 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 was, I need to make you undead, Overkill. <laughs> I was confused by this. Isn't he already undead? <laughs> he needs to make you un undead. That's um, what he should be saying. Yeah, he still needs to recover, like Sagor. <laughs> You're already behind schedule. Plus, I have somewhere to go. There's, there's so much in that little word bubble. 
It's like we gotta do this, we gotta do this, we gotta do this. But first, he's just I gotta like going go through this. his to do list. He's just complaining about his chores. <laughs> it's I like regenerate Cygor. I gotta regenerate Overkill. I gotta uh, I'm behind schedule. It's like you show up at your mom's house and she's like, "This is the list of all the things I gotta do," and then immediately starts doing something that's not on the list. And it's like, "But mom," and she's like, "Nah, but we gotta do this first. And it's like, "But it wasn't on the list." She's like, "Nah, then we gotta do this too." That's not on the list either. <laughs> Are we making up a to-do list or are we doing the to-do list? So basically Overkill's like, I want to go with you. And he's like, yeah. all right, all right. I, that, that also confused me because I assumed by what Spawn was saying is that he needs to take Overkill with him. Not that he needs to leave Overkill behind. Uh, no. Hey I man, Tall to... Father ain't got time for your shit. <laughs> or, or Johnny, he's just too lazy, right? As, yeah, he's just lazy, like, like Rob Liefeld said. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but but no, so... Overkill pukes after getting transported, which is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man, it's been a while since we've gotten some puking after Shadow Blasting. That's a good yeah, little bit of continuity. Um, I do like that Spawn's just got a big-ass bandolier of what look like suppositories, but we know to be big boom-booms. Um, big giant bullets. Yeah. He's got these big ass guns. I love they're very '90s style comic book guns. I love them. Mm-hmm. Just crazy shapes and crazy like yeah. just things sticking off of it and everything. And they they end up on the crab dance beach. Crab dance, you know? Yeah, you know from crab dance. It's just a video of some crabs dancing to some techno music. Uh, I and mean, it's all, probably... it's all it's all CGI. It's great. Okay, I'll look up crab dance. Yeah, there's this nice beach, which is also cool to show. Yeah, it's this we... third biome. Yeah, the colors from the coloring. Yeah, from, they're they're um, like bright and clear, and like blue based. It's it's wonderful. He did a great job. Mm-hmm. It and looks then... nice. I want to yeah. go there. Yeah, the so spawn and overkill start looking for some seashells, and then <laughs> yeah, like like always happens, Johnny. You get caught in some quicksand. <laughs> I always thought quicksand would be a huge problem. I, I thought that... You know how many times I had training for what to do if you get into quicksand? I definitely thought that I would have come across it at least once by now. But no. Video, quicksand video games and like growing up made me think lava and quicksand were going to be a much bigger problem problem for my yeah. life i, I thought i'd thought get sucked into a whirlpool something more. i have to deal with a lot <laughs> more times than i have oh boy yeah but yeah which something, is zero some, something's grabbing mr mr overkill and pulling him below the sand and spawns there trying to to do like in jurassic park one when that dude's pulled into the the raptor cage and he's yeah, got he's the hand that slowly slowly leaves Shooter, and we find out it's Ahsoka Tano underneath him. <laughs> because did you watch the new ep- the episodes? I watched the first episode. Me too. Um, but yeah, remember yeah. she like cuts those droids out yeah. underneath. Yeah, she just like cool. sucks them down there. Oh man, fucking! I love Ahsoka. She's great. Yeah, it's She's good. Great. I shows, the first episode. Show's good. It. The Lothcats fucking rule. Um, I like Ray Stevenson. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, he was he was very good. He was very good. It was sad to learn that he died already. Cause yeah, he did good. He was a great um, Punisher. Did you ever see Punisher Warzone? 
Oh yeah, I loved Punisher Wars. I have a friend who it was like the really cartoony one. Yeah, but I was like, nah. They played in. They played into the goofiness. It was great. Like it was. It was. Here's what you need to know. He's just gonna bust into this building and kill some people. All right. <laughs> yeah, directed by Lexi Alexander. Yeah, it's much better than any other Punisher movie I've seen. Um, oh yeah, no, it's it's definitely the best because it it does not it does not take any time to make you think that this is some real bullshit at all. They're just like this is fucking crazy. Just roll with it. Yeah, Man, and he so looks sad. like that. He 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 looks like I don't know. Just Ray Stevenson's head looks like yeah. the classic Punisher head. Yeah, it was good, and he's got he's got micro at the at the desk, and there's no like where did he get micro from? Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> It's just oh Wayne Knight plays him right. Yeah, I was about to say it's our our buddy who stole the uh, dinosaur DNA for a money. Yeah, and then gets uh then gets his face acided and then eaten in his jeep, blinded. Yeah, so we get a we get another round eye surprise. As yep, overkill. there he is. Spawn's <laughs> like ooh. <laughs> he loses overkill, getting sucked down in the sand. <laughs> he does. He does. You know what. What they teach you to do when somebody you know has been sucked into quicksand, and that's just shoot fucking it. shoot at it until it goes away. <laughs> shoot the quicksand! Bracka, 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 bracka. That reminds me of Always Sunny episode where they shoot at a tidal wave. I haven't. I I can't do Always Sunny. Okay. They're too every every character is too unredeemably terrible for me to get into it. Yeah, they're all pretty bad. I, I I understand that is the point of the show that they're all awful people, but I need, like the righteous gemstones, I need a gem of goodness in them that they just are too stupid to to invest in. Well, there's an episode where they're trying to make a lethal weapon sequel, and they in like 2020 or beyond, uh-huh. and. They're like trying to find a bad guy that wouldn't offend anybody, so they pick a tidal wave, <laughs> and at the end they're like shooting at the tidal wave. And it just reminds me of that. Just shoot. I just love that you're just like, fuck it, I'm gonna shoot the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then we get um we get Finn from from uh the the Force Awakens, um stuck on Jakku, right? And Al Al says that he'll give him one quarter portion, um, and helps him out. Yes, right. Why is he Finn? Because he's but, in the because because Finn, yeah, Finn, crash lands and then sticks his hand. That's the first thing you see of him, or like they used it in the trailer. Oh yeah, right? his yeah. arm like pops yeah. out. Yeah, because he because it's in the quicksand. Yeah, Don't you? and then <laughs> another round eye of. <laughs> spawns Man. is getting all the spawns are getting surprised this issue yeah yeah there because because you know spawn digs overkill out and then the ground starts to move again and he's like ah we're in california it's an earthquake but it's not it's a monolith not an earthquake so johnny they've got those videos of like the razor clams um popping out of the ground and doing some weird shit on the beach, and that's frightening enough. But if I were to go to the beach and this motherfucker popped out, no, I would be like, I told you I fucking hate the beach and I didn't want to be here. Why Why are we here? Look at this guy. <laughs> He's taking yeah, Muscle monolith. Beach to a whole new level. Dude looks like a slab of beef. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's just out there uh, uh, on Venice Beach showing up all the 
all the the oiled up muscle men is just like weak, weak. Look at that neck, man. Talk about talk about traps. Whew. And overkills like I'm gonna kick his ass. That's more muscle than I have on my entire body, Johnny. <laughs> what? Listen, that's more muscle than I have on my entire body. What he's got in those traps. Oh yeah. Man. Overkills like ah, I used to be the one with the biggest neck around here. I'm gonna kill this guy. <laughs> oh, and he just oh poor oh overkill goes through it. He gets kanged and cracked and yeah, he gets killing blowed. Yeah, he just punches through him. Yeah, you know he's he he understands that the only way to kill one of these things is to put a <laughs> a hole in its chest that you can fit your fist through, Johnny. Yep. Boom. Yeah, he's he's killed enough angels to know that that's how you kill hell things. <laughs> Knowing that overkill, already dead, already weak, already half zombied, now gets completely, absolutely fuckered, makes uh, that the revelation of overkill being a bad guy again under the direction of Jim Downing uh, absolutely not a surprise at all. <laughs> Here comes my favorite part. Of the whole damn issue is he goes, they, they finally, like, he comes over, he's, like, staring down Spawn, he's like, they call me Monolith, and Spawn just goes, I don't give a shit. <laughs> just, just start shooting him. He just start shooting him, just like the sand, he's so pissed off this issue, Spawn's just so mad. Yeah. I don't give a shit. That's, that's also, that's also after... After he just tells them to don't fucking move. <laughs> yeah, don't, f- stop, don't fucking move. Yeah. Spawn's Al Al Simmons not not normally so foul mouthed. He leaves no, that. He's just at his wit's end. Man, next next issue, Johnny the Omega. That's one of those more abrupt Todd Father endings, which just kind of <laughs> ends. He does yeah. that occasionally. It's effective. It's effective. It's it's a fun time. It's a fun time. Uh, that's that's where it ends for me, Johnny. But what kind of what kind of back matter are you working with over there in that three? Oh, we got a spawning ground. It presents the breakdown this time, Ooh. and it's it's a little breakdown of what the plot. It's like pages two and three, right? And which is that big spread we were talking about, where okay. Javi's sitting in there, and it, it just goes through what the plot and script pages look like what the lettering looks like and the sketch and the ink and the color just shows them all in their each individual stages and then shows it all. Well, it doesn't show it all together, but you get that back in the issue, nice. but kind of breaks down how everything works. And also this is hilarious. Can I read you the plot that Todd McFarlane wrote for this, for this yes. page? Yes. Cause there's script, which is actually what the captions and everything say. Uh-huh. And there's plot. This is what it says. Two page spread. Okay, this should be a cool image of Gunslinger Spawn standing right where you left him last issue. Lots of carnage around him, dead bodies, bullets on the ground, feathers, etc. Should be a mess, as the Gunslinger casually smokes a cigarette. Birds fly. I just love that it should be a cool image. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the Todd father being real collaborative. He's like, you, I know you fucking know what cool is. Make it look cool as shit. <laughs> it's like when I get my hair cut, I always just tell her, make me look cool. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, make me look cool. Some, sometimes, sometimes that's what you got to do. Because there are a lot of times where people will come in and be like, I want this haircut. And it's like, you do realize that that haircut doesn't work on you, right? Um, 
So letting somebody who knows what they're doing just do what they know how to do. It's phenomenal. That's what you got to do. And that's uh, what Todd McFather's Todd McFather, Todd McFather, <laughs> the Todd McFather, Todd McFather had a comic. <laughs> Todd father. That's what the Todd father does yeah. here. Uh, and then after that nice little breakdown, it just has um, an ads for the origins collection. Um, just comics in general, image comics in general. Nice, nice, nice. Has an ad for something called Ha Ha. Is that a book? A new anthology from the best-selling writer behind Ice Cream Man, W. Maxwell oh, Prince. Nice. And, and then it has uh, an ad I, for something called What? I was going to say, I'm going to assume that uh, that the title Ha Ha is a bit of a uh, a misdirect, because I'm sure those stories are not all as uh, uh, innocently hilarious as they might present themselves. It's got your least favorite thing, David. It's got a scary clown, so I know <laughs> that makes you angry because you like not scary clowns. Well, no, no, no. It's it's not the scary clown that's the problem. It's the person that dresses up as the scary clown for Halloween. Okay, that's right. Yeah. And then it's got an ad for Reckless by Ed Brubaker. Okay, Ed Brubaker, like some kind of crime. He comic he book. he does, uh, like detective noir. Yeah, that's what it in looks like. It looks book, like a Tarantino shit or something. Better than anybody going. So, if you like Dwar, get some Brubaker. He's real good at it. Okay, cool. And then it has some toy ads that I'm excited about. First, Ooh, nice. you get the Dune toys. Ooh, nice. Which is part two has been pushed back to. Uh, I know. Pushed back like four months, which doesn't doesn't seem any more than. Because the first the movie the first one was pushed back like years, <laughs> so what's yeah. four what's four months? I could accidentally sleep over four months, and not have noticed that I slept at all. You, you got the Dune figures evidently had a collect to build, um, a sandworm. No, uh, whoever Dave Bautista's character is. Oh, uh, and Drex then there's the a giant. No, Rabin no, he was, is his he was, name. Yeah, he was a uh, he's a, a Harkonnen. Yes, I don't remember who he was. He wasn't Baron Harkonnen because you know that was. Uh, Stalin's cigars guy. Well, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. There's a 12 inch deluxe figure of Baron Harkonnen. Nice, although so, not nice. How does get that. what a disgusting thing to have that goes on the disgusting wall with the the chained up and uh, ice cream scoop stabbed Billy Kincaid figure. Yeah, why would you? Yeah, I don't know why you'd want to join into that. But then the the best part, David, okay. is the last page is a toy ad for this uh, McFarlane series called Raw Ten. Oh, nice! And it has like animals. The I know there's like a like a half shark, half machine. Yes, um. his name's Frenzy. I see a picture <laughs> of him right here. And there's a battle snake, Raptor, and Cygor is one of them. Yeah, I remember that they put Cygor out on them. Oh, I'm looking at them now. There's a this is that a dragon version there? A dragon? Raptor. There's a snake. That snake that that snake looks Yeah, they uh, all have names like Cygor, Raptor, Frenzy, and then the ba- the snake is just called Battle Snake. <laughs> that snake looks uh eerily like the Diamondbacks logo, Johnny. 
Hmm. Eerily. Hmm. Todd Father maybe sneak a little Diamondback reference in there. Hmm, possibly. I do like how he's just found a way to get Cygor in multiple toy lines just so that way we can keep having Cygor. <laughs> yeah. Looks like they put Al Simmons in a in a toy line that was not spawned once. Yeah. Well, I mean, they well, put it in the that's... Mortal Kombat toy line. Second. Yeah, but there was a... Uh... Oh, man. There was, like, some toy line of, like, just general action figure, Like, Total Chaos, I think it was called. That's what it was. Yeah. And they had an Al Simmons was one of the, like, hero figures. You know, you know what would be, you know be cool if they did, like, a... Like, one of those mutating turtle toys that you can turn Al Simmons... Plain, plain Al Simmons into Spawn by, like, flipping That'd his head. That'd be awesome. You get just, on it, transforming spawn. You get it's got it's got one of those uh like uh thin satiny capes that you can like bundle up and put into his back and you press a button and it just goes it releases. <laughs> <laughs> just pops out. <laughs> that would be awesome. Johnny, we should get in the toy business. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh boy. Oh boy. We would make not very many dollars. But anyway, that's that's spawn three ten. Three three thirteen, not three ten. <laughs> Woo Next up we got Scorch nineteen. The most Johnny, this is the most important issue of Scorched we have ever covered and will ever cover. Yes, because 19, 19 is the most important number, as we know, from Mr. Stephen King. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Stephen uh, Cocaine-era King. You know what? I don't even fucking care if it was a cocaine era. It fucking rocked. <laughs> that man could bust out, like, three books a year without the cocaine. But with the cocaine, just did it faster. <laughs> and the books were just really a lot longer. Yeah. Oh, boy. I can, I can, it's hard enough for me to write, like, fucking three paragraphs in an email that is very important. I couldn't imagine writing a thousand-page book in six months. Yeah. And then having Jesus. the time to reread it multiple times to edit and polish. Oh, boy. Oh boy, Stephen King is definitely uh he's a he's a beast. He's a beast. He's probably got some spawn in him, Johnny. That's how he can get it done. I think he probably is a spawn. He has to I'm be. Gonna, I'm, he, I mean, how else could you do it? I mean, I certainly can't do it. He's retired like four times and then keeps writing books. Because <laughs> I think his retirement is he's just going to write stories for himself. And then he's like, you know, I could actually probably just get some money off of this and have a nice lunch or something. <laughs> yeah. He retired so many times. He's looking great. I love, I love, uh, he and his wife each have a corgi. And the well-behaved corgi is his wife's corgi. And the ill-behaved corgi is his. And he's always like, this fucking dog, you guys. <laughs> He calls her Molly, the thing of pure evil. Oh my god! <laughs> Poor Molly. A national treasure, Stephen King. National. Treasure. Oh yeah. Like, like they're gonna they're gonna make another one of those movies where 
Nicolas Cage needs to steal the Stephen King. <laughs> like there's an imposter Stephen King walking around and the real one's hidden below the Vatican or something like that. <laughs> oh, man. And then while he's, he's down there, stories. he can he can walk by that uh that containment unit that has the medieval in it. And he could be like, what the fuck is going on in there? I don't know. That's another movie. Some other medieval spot in there. <laughs> Woo, boy. Uh, Johnny, I have lost the plot. We are on Scorch number 19, aren't we? Yep. The 19 will sure always are. bring us home, Johnny. Um, guess, uh, we got this... the covers here. We got three covers on this one. How many covers? Three. Ooh. There's a bonus third that you probably don't know about. Oh, is There's... this going to be another story story time? No, no, this, they, it's just a version cover. Oh, okay. They, they did, like, there was a month that they did a version cover for each one. Um, yeah. It's... I mean, they're, they're doing that a lot for them now, so... Seems yeah. to be... People, people are liking this artwork, Johnny. And for good reason. It's good artwork. Uh, the A cover, which is the one I read, mm-hmm. is by Chris Stevens. Mm-hmm. And it's that really, like, kind of orange-red... Yeah. I... Said it before, and I'll say it again. I fucking love these Chris Stevens covers, Johnny. Yeah, they're great. Also, they're... like, it's like a Jessica Priest, like she's like playing a fucking guitar. Yeah, almost with her gun. Pretty cool. Or, or like she's doing. Uh, I I thought of it more as like that badass moment at the end of a uh an action film where the hero picks up the big gun and it's like slow mo picking it up to to save the day. And oh yeah, definitely. It's like. In in media hero pickup there, and in the background you get like this swirling image with Redeemer and um, medieval. Yeah, and med- medieval honestly looks a little bit like he's at bat, because uh, because the he sword does. the sword just like disappears behind him, and so it just looks like he's waiting for you know that good fastball to come right down the center of the plate. Huh. He really does. He's very focused too. Yeah, I know that that Redeemer is rearing back to punch somebody so mm-hmm. somebody's gonna have a real bad day after that real bad day because we don't we don't mention it very often johnny but i bet i bet those angels fucking punch hard yeah um like like they punch holes straight through necroplasm beings uh you know holes big enough to fit your whole fist through like like there's if this were a, like a boxing movie, if there were a, a Spawn boxing movie, um, the, there would be a montage that ends with them learning learning the, their own power and they just punch straight through a bag. Like straight through it. And Cog would be over there being like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and then meantime, me- meanwhile, like... Peeking through the window would be a clown being like, did you see that kitty? Did you see that Mr. Kitty? I could have done that. <laughs> we need to remake Not Rocky bat, the but Equally as badass <laughs> is another medieval on the B cover here. Uh-huh. Um, the B cover is by Kevin Keane. Friend of the, friend of the comics. Because he's done quite a bit. Yes, he has. He's done some interior work. He's done some exterior yep. work. He's uh He's I been all he, over these pages of Spawn. He would be he would be Spawn family at this point, I do believe. Yeah. 
but it's a picture of medieval chilling in a church next to some stained glass. There was like this like brief run of like it seemed like thematically connected like stained glass and church things because there's the one where gunslingers popping through. Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. a king spawn where he's standing in a flooded church. Yeah, there's this. There's they all there's came the, out like around the same. What was it? The three hundred one that had the. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. These were all like pretty close yeah, to each yeah, other. Yeah, these were all close to each other. I yeah, mean, I it's three hundred one. We we've talked about it previously, and it's just a good sort of place setting for spawns to be. Like spawns, they're hell beasts. They shouldn't be in churches. And churches is what has. Churches is yeah, what has churches the are always, But churches are where hell exists, and like it's the churches are always kind of scary. Yeah. I do like sense. I do like that the dragon on the stained glass window looks oddly like oh, one of the ones put out for Todd McFarlane's dragons. <laughs> mm, maybe it is Todd McFarlane's mm. dragon there. But the the Todd father the Todd father wouldn't wouldn't put an advertisement for another property of his and a property of his, would he? Oh, not at all. Not <laughs> they don't talk about Avatar in Spawn or just don't just don't talk about uh fucking what was it? Uh, oh, the Hangover, the Hangover. Even though Jurassic Park, he said like every one of them. He did like Hangover. He did. Uh, he mentioned Lord of the Rings and Avatar, and they did a Gandalf for that. I'm surprised he wasn't like, oh, she's like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> I was about to, I was, I was waiting for a, or like the Bugs Bunny. They're going to talk about Looney Tunes. Oh, at we got to talk about this. What's up with these fucking Jumanji figures, man? What a choice. <laughs> I don't know. I, I love the Jumanji. People on the internet have just been shitting on them. Like the comments, like, this is like dog shit. Hey, man. That, that a, Todd McFarlane designed figure of Jack Black now exists is totally yeah. worth whatever bullshit people are, are complaining about. There aren't well, enough Jack Black action figures. And by that, I mean, I don't think there are any. Oh, I'm sure there's probably been some if you count Bowser or the Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, but those aren't based off of his body. Those are, those are based off of already existing True. intellectual property this is this is like actually looks like mr mr jackalope blackley i don't know i was, <laughs> I, was I, I was trying to think of what jack could be short for and i don't remember um, jackalope this jack is just a nickname for john it, uh, it's it's john why would what what good <laughs> substantively what do you say by saying Jack instead of John? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh boy! I guess you could say I mean, like Jack John Attack. Kennedy. They called him Jack. Man, nicknames were wild, Johnny. Johnny was... Jack, John Jack, 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 Jack. I was uh, I was at the block party yesterday. Everybody has like fourteen nicknames. I can't keep them all straight. Uh, and then there was one point where some of the guys were making fun of another guy who gave himself his own nickname uh, based off of like his sister's nickname because <laughs> it was uh, his sister was Tay uh, Tay. And so he started calling himself Trey Trey. So that way it could be like a progression. And they were like, I'm not, I'm not fucking calling him that. <laughs> you can't just make yourself up a nickname. And I thought that was funny. Because, uh, yeah, you can't make your own nickname. 
Your nickname is given to you. You don't you don't have any say in the matter at all. Nope. Nope. You can't, you can't pick your nickname. Nope, you sure can't do it. You can pick your tagger name, the one that you uh put on some some tags, some some toss-ups. You can some... pick your game tag if you're playing uh, Xbox. Yeah. 69420 hound. That's that's the first one Dude, to I'm go. I'm just I'm just I'm mine's clean as hell because I got Xbox Live like on the original Xbox. It's it's My name uh, is... Jonathan B. Fisher. I no, it's the Beast Oyster Facebook. Space Boy. That's it. Nice. No numbers. Did you did you listen to a lot of Oysterhead around that time? No, Oyster Boy is a Tim Burton character. Ah. You should um, listen to some Oysterhead. It's real fun. It's a super group with uh, Les Claypool and the drummer from The Police. His name is escaping me right now. Um, and Trey Anastasio from Fish. I used to see them a lot. Or I used to see the CDs a lot because I'd be looking for Oingo Boingo. Like, Oingo Boingo. And I'd find it's, Oysterhead. It's, it's good. Um, it's good stuff. No, Oyster Boy is a Tim Burton character from the book of poems called Oyster Boy and Other Stories. Mm, nice. Well, the time has come, my little friends, to talk of other things. Of shoes and ships and scorched night teens. And uh, yes. whether, whether angels have wings. And whether Sean Lewis wrote this thing. Yeah, well, and he John, did, because he spoilers, wrote the script plot. Did. <laughs> with a little he got he gets uh along with a little help from his Todd father. With some additional script. Mm-hmm. The wonderful Steven Segovia is doing the art on this one. Oh man. Fucking mm-hmm. love Steven Segovia. Bringing the goods every time. Uh Ulysses yeah, Areola really doing colors. Colors colors maybe not as good as in three thirteen, but they're still excellent. That's, that's so, no, I mean, yeah, those were those no, were some standouts. No shade at all. Uh, Android Design doing the lettering. Guy, we covered the covers. The Todd Fathers being the creative director. He's directing creatively, and then Thomas Healy is our editor in chief. Not well, not our editor in chief, but the editor in chief. Would how amazing would it be if uh, since we called out. Thomas Healy, and he was like, I'm going to listen to that episode. And then he's like, I'll edit your podcast. <laughs> I'll be your editor. I would be fucking thrilled. Man, I would probably pass out. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'd have uh, four more hours a week fucking free. <laughs> imagine, imagine the good notes we would get. He'd give us some good notes. But that's the credits, so previously in Scorch... The Planet Eaters have arrived. She Spawn is dead, and Spawn is going to get his revenge. That is, this is this is a classic, a classic uh, term paper. That is the perfect thesis statement, Johnny. We are now going to attack each of these items in turn, in the body of the paper, and uh, our professor's gonna give us like a ninety-six on this minimum. Minimum. Yeah, the three topics. Minimum. Might even submit it for a uh, essay contest for best written essays, Johnny. Did you ever? Did you ever have classes with anybody who like their professors submitted their term papers for things and then they won and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Because I, I hung out with a couple no. of those people. They were like, 
it was just an essay. What the hell is going on here? And then they got like 500 bucks for winning an essay contest that they didn't ever intentionally enter. It's pretty fun. Some of college is fun. I could never do it again. I thought I got 500 bucks from uh, Town and Gown Theater because I got a scholarship because... Hell yeah. Basically, it was a scholarship for like creating independent or like it was like a creative award and since i was the only person in the theater department that wrote things i got it <laughs> nice nice hey uh you still got it johnny we got it you got it you know what else you know what else we got we got arrowhead stadium in kansas city here johnny yeah which everybody everybody knows now because you know the chiefs are good um, unfortunately, the Chiefs weren't good when my grandfather was alive, and they were my grandfather's football team. So, you know, I will I will forever hold a grudge against them for that. So I do I do begrudge them their winning because they should have done it when my grandfather could see it. So, eh. not very thoughtful of them. No, absolutely, absolutely devastating is what I would refer to it as. Because that man that that man has. A life filled with terrible, terrible things happening after his sports teams lost. Literally. So, so my grand tangent time, Johnny, as, as if you couldn't feel it coming. My, my grandfather, my grandfather had a stroke at 38. Literally the last thing he did as a fully able-bodied person was watch the Wichita State men's basketball team lose. He watched them lose. He went to bed. He woke up not being able to move half his body. So, fuck you, Wichita State, too, because um, your mascot should be called the Haymaker and not whatever the fuck it's called. Because look at him. He's hay, and he's about to punch you. It's built in. They should be the Haymakers, but they aren't. There's something they dumb. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up real quick. Because it's so dumb, I keep forgetting what they're called. They're called the Shockers what? instead of the Haymakers because they're literally, I'm going to send you a picture of their mascot. He's literally Hay. He is Hay who was chewing a piece of hay and he's about to throw a punch. How do you not call them the Haymakers? Look at him. Look at him. How is that not a Haymaker? How? Yeah, that would be a lot better than the Shockers. Applejacks would be a more rememberable name than Shockers. I didn't even remember the Shockers, and you just told me. <laughs> Fucking terrible. They gave my father a stroke, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to back down from that. It's 100% their fault that my grandfather had to relearn how to write. Um, anyway, <laughs> back to what started the tangent. Goddamn Arrowhead Stadium with the fucking winning Chiefs. Boo. Go back to losing, you bums. Um where that's funny where, that they have it take place at a real stadium yeah well you know they like to they like to ground stuff in real life sometimes it's uh maybe that's a todd father thing where he's like we got to put it in a real place but it also it also does some of that todd father business of you know um not not even todd father business it gives us a distinct place in the country and then we've got senator terminus and so we know what people who are flocking to see this senator at this particular place in the country are probably all about. And he's, he's backstage, you know, uh, 
not rallying the troops, but punishing the troops, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. This yeah. is a, he's a terrible boss. He's terrifying. He ties you up if you do a bad job. They followed all of, all of his commands, and you know he says that's that's not good enough. Basically, <laughs> you continue to and fill your commissions. Swipes his hand and kills them all. Ooh, boy, that is that is a hell of a year in review. Um, and then and then he does. Uh, he gets into some finger paints, and he uses uses their blood to draw some sigils because well as we'll see later he's definitely using it for some witchcraftery um, oh yeah some summoning and you know so it's not so much that these people didn't didn't do their jobs uh but that you know he he was going to fucking blood. kill him anyway he's yeah. he's just a bad boss all around he should be in that uh Adam Scott show or movie bad bosses Right. I don't think Adam Scott's in that. Adam Scott's not in it? I thought he was. Nope. It's Jason Sudeikis. Oh, Jason Sudeikis. Okay. Dang it. I thought we were gonna I thought we were gonna come full circle, but nope. Full um, synergy. No, unfortunately not. Now then then the senators like like closest closest assistants come in and are like, the fuck is this? And the senator What if he pukes? Yeah. Senator Terminus steps out on stage. That that stadium is full of people. He says, I hate Earth. I always have. Yeah. But then, thank you, thank you. It's such an honor to be with you today. Um, and then he, he hypnotizes them. Not with, his, not with his words, but with his actual hypnotism. Um, so. I, this is a pretty progressive uh, people at this center with a big old arm tattoo. Like yeah. Yeah, and he's he's wearing 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 clothes that fit, and they're not like we can't follow this pansy. He's got he's he's too dapper. He's got the he's got a a good close, you know, short short hair with the big beard, which is which is a style unto itself. That's some people just can't pull off, but Senator Terminus is pulling it off pretty quite well right now. Yeah. Also, look at that thigh meat. Goodness, he's a he's a beefy lad. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. And he hypnotizes and then, them with all these like marks. And yeah. His eye goes like. Meep, 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 meep. Yeah. It's, it's it's uh it's his, it's his little uh it's his anime eye. Zion, sing. In in the anime, those. Those little lines definitely go sing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So he's doing some mass hypnosis. And then we, elsewhere in Oregon, at the childhood, childhood home of She-Spawn, um, we get a, an argument between Medieval and Al. Yeah, picks uh, up where we left off last time. Yeah. And Al being like, basically, you... You shouldn't be here unless she spawn is dead. And the medieval's like, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> what are you talking about? So, medieval gets to tell tell the 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 story the story of uh of Jessica Priest's she spawn. Yeah, it's the tale of the tale. And then they and then she, they her daughter is like looking out the window. Yeah, she sees she's got those. Big ass brown eyes, so she sees Huge everything eyes. that's happening. So man, 
Those some big eyes. That child sees forever. When she says she, she saw Medieval and Spawn, she says they look like they were dressed up like they were going to a party. Or someplace fun. Hell yeah. This kid, That'd be this, a crazy party. That would be a crazy party, but this kid, this kid obviously already knows how to party. She's, she recognizes party clothes, so. Yeah. And she gets told to come away from the window, and she does. Uh, and then we learned that not only was the grandchild watching, but uh, Monolith and Redeemer were, too. <laughs> and Monolith, uh, Monolith doesn't understand um, emotions, I think. No. This is hilarious. He's like, I don't understand this custom. He wants to tell a little girl her mother is dead? <laughs> yeah. And Redeemer is back there like, yeah, he's got to tell her that uh, Stovacor has gained another warrior. And then, and then Monolith's like, but did she die with honor? And Redeemer says, well, you know, it's a good day to die. Um, and then wields a batleth. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying what? to make Star Trek happen here, Johnny. Come on. I don't know any of those. <laughs> those references are just whooshing over me like the Starship <laughs> Enterprise, baby. Oh man. Oh, so so Stovacor is basically Klingon heaven. Um, and oh. you only get there by uh, dying honorably and usually in battle. Um, and whenever a Klingon warrior dies, all of the assembled Klingon warriors will just yell. They'll just put their heads back and yell. And it's uh, a battle cry to warn Stovacor that another warrior is on their way. Nice. Um, yeah. No, I, I, that's, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's cool. It's... Uh, it's real fun. It's real fun. Love the, love the Klingons. They're a little cringy sometimes, but I love them. Uh, then we get uh, some, some talk between Monolith and Redeemer where Monolith is just like, Redeemer, you should know fucking better than this. <laughs> and then Spawn shows up and says, Monolith, you should know better than this. <laughs> uh, there's All a lot of dudes just yelling at each other over Jessica's death. A lot of finger pointing, a lot of standing around. They're like two dogs that have met and are both big beefy boys and are just sitting there growling at each other. You know. You dragged me in the sand back in issue 313, you jerk. Yeah, how dare you? Um, then we get back to back to Arrowhead Stadium where uh like this lowly those lackeys are cleaning up the blood. Yeah, he got those. He's got those nice big white boots on. If I could find big white rubber boots like that, I would. I would buy them for for rainy days because I like them. They're real good. They're like they're like the rain boot version of Punisher boots. It's big white boots. They're pretty cool. Um, and this one guy who's cleaning up the blood is like, why does the senator keep killing people? Why does he do this? And the other lady's like, we don't question. And it's like, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, hey, why did he just kill a whole bunch of people? <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you can ask that about your boss. Like, it's okay. Yeah, like if they, if they have a reason for it and you're cool with the reason, it's, it's fine to ask, right? It's not like he's saying, I don't believe in this guy anymore. It's just asking... What's happening? And then for uh for his lack of faith, the demon comes up and snaps his head right off. So, this, yeah, this 
the the other assistant's just so flippant about it, and she's like, "I warned you not to question him." It's a demon made out of the blood of all those people. It's like a blood demon. Yeah, it's a it's a deviant demon, right? Because I don't know. If, deviant. I don't know if deviant's his name or just because it's a demon that it's deviated from God. But right. yep, Terminus comes in, starts telling telling this demon that he owns it. And he's like, we're going to destroy this fucking planet, and then we're just going to move on to other planets. Yeah, then he, he gets, like, his 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 boardroom on on Zoom, and he's like, we're going we're gonna to fucking take over the world, everybody. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, he's like, I got this demon, and we're going we're gonna to go to it. We're going to get it done. And we're going to conquer the world. these are all world leaders. With pentagrams for eyes and planet eater in their DNA, so the world eaters are like spread out all over. Yeah, so they're like they're like sleeper agents that have been woken. So we start live streaming, which is hilarious. We've got a connection. You're streaming live. It's it's just yes. It's thank you for uh, hooking up to the Wi-Fi assistant. Really appreciate your yeah. help there. I wonder. I wonder how many a, times a hard his, task. I wonder how many times his Twitch stream has been. Uh, Forcibly shut down for all of the blood he has spilt and demons he is. <laughs> he has to. He has to get a new tag every time. <laughs> it's just he's just like... constantly banned because there's just like it ends in like people exploding and blood demons coming up to him. This uh, all of his videos have been like screen captured and are making their way around to the bad part of Reddit. So the he's he keeps them busy. He keeps them busy. Um. And then we cut back to um, Spawn and Monolith. I guess have come to an understanding. Um, yeah, they got they they worked it out. They worked it out, and uh, they're they're going to a funeral or a burial. But but... I mean, they're still being bitchy at each other. Like Monolith's <laughs> like, "This is wasting time." And Spawn's like, "Then leave, okay? <laughs> if you don't want to come on this vacation to the ice to see Jed Jessica, then just go home." They they definitely need a stickers. They're they're not they're not. Yeah, he's hangry for sure. They're not themselves. And Mark's just sitting there in the medieval armor in between them, like, oh god, please stop, please stop, please stop. <laughs> oh, um, and so they're doing some kind of a burial, but it's not a burial for Jessica. Dude, model is hilarious. This is he has like no idea what's going on because he doesn't understand any Earth custom. He's just like, so this is some kind of burial. What's going on? Do you want to tell a kid her mother's dead? Funny. It's like what do Love what it. did they do? What did they do on Monolith's Earth? What did his civilization look like that he like doesn't? Eight, they ate dead bodies. Who knows? They just like shit on them. Yeah, it's like kids. Kids don't ever know <laughs> their parents the are dead. Maybe, maybe, maybe in his world, uh, the it's uh, you're they don't ever tell kids their parents died. It's just like oh, they went out for cigarettes. They'll be back eventually. And so it's, it's yeah, like Bono was like my family never died. My dad just went to get milk and never came back. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm Monolith. That's the way they honor them by n- pretending that they're still alive somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody does that somewhere. Uh, so so we got Necro down there, just like distraught and in pieces and spawn jumps down and just turns him into even more pieces he just makes mincemeat out of him um the uh, monolith is like 
hmm, he beat up man real nice. <laughs> yeah, they go. I'm impressed. <laughs> it's like it's like he's a uh, he's a uh, one of the security guards just surrounding a fight, and like the security guard looks looks at one of the fighters and just gives him the nod of hell yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah. Then it cuts just a little bit away, a little farther away. Yeah. Boom! Out pops. The ground, st- the ground starts sparking, Johnny. It's sparking. And it says something happens when they bury you, kill you, and leave you behind. Yeah. And yeah, so she's she's uh reanimated with that. Yeah. She's got the uh She's got the, the senator's pentagram eye. The senator's pentagram eye, yeah. So and ready or not, here I come. Up and, she's gonna up run for president. Yeah, she is. Uh or or at least at least uh be a prominent uh speaker at Senator Terminus's uh campaign rallies. Yeah, he'd be like, let's bring out She Swan. Yeah. Yeah. So here she comes, Johnny. And we got we got we gotta make sure to we do see Miss Margaret Love down there. I guess Dark Dr. Margaret Love. Still dead. Still dead, still in the snow. She didn't get resurrected. So whatever whatever has reanimated Jessica Priest. Did not like the taste of Margaret Love, so I guess decided she was what too What has evil. risen in her place? I do not know what's risen in her place, Johnny. I guess we're gonna have to find out. But we get scorched skull to end the episode or the issue. That's sad. You'll never get that right again. Yeah. Never, never. It'll always be a, a episode issue. Episode issue. Episode issue. <laughs> We get a real fun spawning ground. Mailbag. Always my favorite is the mailbags. Yeah, these and letters get, are uh, good shit. A letter from Jan, who is talking Jet about their buddy Jet. Yeah. He's still, he's still doing his artwork, which means he's still getting his monthly McFarlane action figure. So Pretty cool. Hell yeah there. It's a, it's a medieval and uh, dragon is what we got going on right here. Uh, he's he's learning he's learning like shading and and light sources which boy boy howdy um i'm by no means a visual artist but like trying to figure out lighting and light sources and and art just like no i'm not good at it I'm not oh, good at it. Well mind. Yeah, I don't know how people do it. Like I will literally see finished pieces that people have done and I would be like, how the the how the fuck did what Jesus Christ. It takes a level of, of brain power that I don't have to be able to visualize that. So hell yeah, this little kid's working on it and he's doing a good job. Look at that dragon. The dragon's so cool, it's got all these gnarly oh, teeth. Yeah. Medieval spawn is awesome. so spiky. Like he's got the he's got the the necroplasm eye, eyes. So so like medieval is all in black and white except for his eyes are just like little green slits. Uh, second letter is from Storm in Columbus, Ohio, mm. and he has this cool uh, commission done by local artists, and it's she spot holding his head. It's pretty awesome. What and a way to go, Johnny! What a way to go! What a way to go! I mean, hey. But also, a good idea is he said he wants She Spawn as Mortal Kombat DLC. And I'm like, I would yeah. be on board for that. That would be so cool. 
I would name She Spawn. Who would who would they who uh so if they were to make uh She Spawn a Mortal Kombat DLC, who would you want to do the voice acting for her? Because they still have um, Keith David doing the Mortal Kombat spawn voice, right? They did in the game in the most in the last game. I don't know about the newest one what they'll be doing, but I would say I would imagine someone like Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain would be wonderful. Um, who else would be good? Maybe. Um, ooh, maybe, maybe. Oh, I can only think of Ripley. Sigourney. Maybe Sigourney could do a good one. I think Sigourney would be good too. Oh wow! They, I don't know if they, they get Sigourney. That's a well, big get, if they get for a video game. If they get a if they get a Sigourney, they would definitely like they'd be contractually obligated to make her say uh to stay away from blank you bitch um and that would be fun that would be fun to see Jessica say that and then just fucking tear into somebody for a for a finishing move. That'd be fun. Hopefully, uh, that happens. But I think the Todd Father was hinting at Comic Con that Spawn's going to be in the newest Mortal Kombat. I mean, I'm sure he will be. Nice. I mean, why? Why not? Why? Absolutely. Why? It's going to be called Mortal Kombat One because it's like a reboot. Ah. Mortal 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 Kombat. Uh. O N E. No, just the the number one. It's the number one. Nice. So there you go. And Uh, then there's a third letter. From Frank, who asked about where Reaper and Soul Crusher went, and Thomas is like, "We'll, we'll be finding out about that soon. Keep yeah. reading." We got a, we got a Thomas's promises. A Thomas's promises. Yeah, and here we get, we get one of the coolest, one of the coolest things. We got a medieval, a medieval oh. cosplay, and it is, it is bitching Johnny. Oh yeah. He's got the he's got the shield, he's got the axe, he's got the helmet. I wish I wish they had uh the only thing that I wish about this picture is they had a picture of him like this and then a picture of him holding his axe and his shield apart so he could see that suit behind there cuz I know I want to see the suit cuz like the little peaks you get, you can tell there's a lot of good detail on it. Um yeah. Man, I wonder what kind of costumes will be at SpawnCon. There's Should a, I go with Sam? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you have to. You're gonna get a fake donut. A fake donut. You're gonna have to get some of those stage cigarettes, so that way, like you could just like carry three of them in your mouth at once and a couple in your hands and just be like, ah, <laughs> the donut. You could, uh, you could have a a coffee with some, like some some coffee that you're obviously not gonna drink. Uh, with some extinguished cigarettes in them, and you're just carrying it around with your donut, just like oh. <laughs> uh, then you get the the need more spawns universe ads for the next uh, few issues here, and the image classics ads for the, the dragons. dragons. Yeah, look at that dragon. That's the Berserk one. That's the one I I had pre-ordered that I canceled. Hey, and that's this is that's the same dragon that's on the cover and the stained glass window. Mm. It looks similar, but I mean it's just a dragon. I wouldn't say it's that similar. Oh, are you saying that I think all dragons look the same, Johnny? Yeah. Why do you think all dragons look the same, David? Well, because uh, all that's dragons kind of look the same. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, Unless you're talking about like a Western dragon versus a 
like a Chinese dragon, where those ones are right. Those are different. Entirely different shapes. One of them is like a scaly bird, and the other one is just a snake with some feet. <laughs> dragon, dragon, not lizard. I don't do the little tongue thing. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I like I like well, Mushu. He's a good he's a good character. He's a good uh but Mushu Mushu and Mulan is basically kind of like Mulan's dog. Which means, Johnny, that since we've just finished Scorch 19, we need to rate these puppies. It's time to rate the puppies. Oh, first up, I've got myself a big old fat pug right here. You can probably hear her breathing on mic because, you know, that's what pugs do. Uh, Hi, pug. if she doesn't if she doesn't get held for what she feels is man, all the puppies are going crazy. So first up, we had Spawn 313. Um kind of jumping around to like three distinct little areas. You had the western beginning with Jessica Priest giving him the motorcycle. Uh-huh. You had the Spawn at his base, and then you had the Omega Island with Monolith. Yep, yep, yep. I like this issue a lot. It was a lot of fun. You got to see a lot of fun characters that I like. Um, I'm going to give it five I don't give a shits. Nice. Because I cracked uh, up really hard when Spawn said I don't give a shit. I mean, he, 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 gives, he gives zero shits. He well, it's a, it was shits. also funny because I just read in the newest King Spawn... The same thing happens. Clown's like, yeah. oh, it's, he's like, you never asked me why I took on this new form. He goes, because I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's consistent. That's all you can ask. At least because. he's consistent. Uh, um, but yeah, I just thought this was a really fun issue. Like you said, the colors are great. Carlo Barberi really coming out strong in the beginning here. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's excellent work. It's excellent work. Um, I, I, Johnny, I am going to give it uh, so I'm gonna give it three instances of round eye, um, and so that's three out of three. So that's the full five. But since there's three three round eye moments, okay, gotcha. There's a lot of spawns going. Ooh, yeah, there's a lot to be that. there's a lot to be surprised uh about in this episode issue, um, and it's just it's all very good. It's all very good. Lots of lots of it. Yeah. Real fun. Yeah, like you said, story is real good on it. The art is just crazy good. Get grumpy Al, get mad. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. The, the overt kill being kind of like a good lackey um, being let down by Spawn. That's real, real interesting. It's a real interesting dynamic. Our second issue was Scorch 19. Beginning of the fourth arc here of Scorch obviously seems like it's going to focus on the center terminus. Uh-huh. Um, and the, the, he's real big with those planet eaters, so planet whatever eaters. sort of cosmic horror is going to come out of that. Oh, man. If there's going to be some cosmic horror elements to this, Johnny, that's going to be amazing. That would be cool. Um, I don't know. As far as this issue, I'm going to give it three. I'm going to give it three Senator Tattoos. Three Senator Tattoos. Because, nice. I mean, the Spawn's universe is very much more progressive. If a Kansas Senator 
Well, Arrowhead Stadium tattoos. is in Missouri, so it would be Kansas City, Missouri, but close enough. Oh, it's, shit. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. Missouri's, Missouri's not much more progressive than Kansas is. Yeah. So. Although, in some, in some ways, Kansas might actually be more progressive because they fucking slapped down those anti-abortion bills that they had that came out. The voters were I just like, the people are just like, fuck no. I think people are less on board with that than they thought. Yeah. Yeah, well, because like a lot, like even like Republicans and stuff, it's just like, look, we don't want all these laws. Yeah, well, I mean, turns out, turns out, turn, turns out, people are paying attention to all the studies that show that having uh, good quality access to abortion care actually makes uh, kids be born uh, more healthier, and uh, the mothers don't often die as much in childbirth, which is what we should be striving for, right? I think, I think so. so. I I personally think that uh, life should the the battle for life should not be in the living. You should be able to just live. <laughs> uh, yeah, pro choice, pro choice over here. It's yeah, it's needed. There are worse things in the world than removing a bundle of cells from somebody who. A doesn't want it. B can't take care of it. C it could cause issues later on. We don't need to know the fucking reason. You have somebody else has to make that choice, and that's a terrible choice to have to make. But it should be their choice to be able to make, and we shouldn't be able to say fucking anything about it. That's all I'll say about it. <laughs> wow. More than I should have said. That back to rating. Uh, I'm so gonna what would give, you give Scorch 19? I'm going to give Scorch 19 three decapitated uh, necros. All right. Because I just spawned Yeah, it. I don't know. It was just... Uh, I I remember... What's, what's going on with that blood stuff's a little confusing. Yeah. I remember when I read it, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I remember, like, because shortly after we read it, I was like, hey, Johnny, this is exactly like Exo Manowar. <laughs> and you were like, eh, I don't know how I feel about it. And I was like, well, yeah, I... I understand. I get that. It's as far as as far as scorched issues issues go, we have definitely had better scorched issues. But yeah, and I miss my Jessica. Yeah, we understand. It's the beginning of an arc. They gotta. They gotta. They'll maybe spin their tires a little bit before before they get traction. Um, right. We know that'll happen. But still, a pretty major new characters. So. Yeah, it's still a solid story. It was. It was a good time. Um. Hopefully, much like those fight issues that were at the very beginning of the Scorched run, um, we'll be able to be like, oh, that was a necessary step to this. Uh, right. And we'll just, we'll keep cruising. It's not like we're going to stop reading Scorched. Come on. Come on. It's a good book. Never. Good yeah, book. book. Good stuff. Yeah. So oh. those are some, those are some rated puppies, Johnny. You know? Indeed. We rated them real good, like. So speaking, speaking, speaking of puppies, Johnny, we got, I got, I got some puppies that I like to put up on Instagram, right, right. So I'm always, I'm always mm-hmm. trying to, trying to shoehorn them in there, trying to, uh, you know, if 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 we're gonna have pictures of stuff on our Instagram regarding Spawn Pod, there's definitely gonna be some pictures of some dogs there, right. Um, so. And while you're over on Instagram, looking at pictures of our comic books and our faces and my dogs 
the most important part, even though they're last on that list. Uh, you should probably also follow Mac the Comic Hunter. That's Mac underscore the underscore comic underscore hunter. Because, man, Mac's got some good good stuff going on. Uh, all sorts of pictures of his collection. Much like uh, Mac collects from, from last episode to call back to a call out. Uh, just a good collection that, you know, always always is growing. And it's fun to watch them complete their sets and it's they always you know they're they're talking they're talking back and forth with us a little bit and they're having a good time you know what johnny it just occurs to me i could have just gone straight into talking about them instead of making a stop by our instagram because their profile picture is uh the classic classic snoopy sleeping on top of his uh doghouse except for it's the georgia bulldog <laughs> So oh, is that what it is? Yeah. So you know, Mac Mac loves at least one dog, at least one puppy. That that bulldog for oh man, I don't know if you you know any Georgia football fans, but man, they love their bulldog. They love it, love it. But he's also he's he's got he's got comics. He's got a video of him dressed up as uh, Michael Myers. It's real good. It's real good. Some horny comics for David. Hell yeah! I mean, it's a it's an oxymoron at this point. He's got he's got that Lost Boys, um, that I kept telling you about that Tim Seeley wrote. He's got a issue issue number one of that Lost Boys series signed by Billy Worth and Jason Patrick, who were some of the Lost Boys, some of the titular cool. Lost Boys in the movie. Yeah. Next, he needs There's to a get it. Of him with the Todd father. There is. Yes. Have I, have I not gotten that far? Dang. He's got. He's got. A, he's got a lot of stuff on here that's really fun to look at, man. So, so you guys, yep. you guys just gotta, you just gotta get on it. God. Get on it. Follow Mac the Comic Hunter. But while you're over on Instagram, uh, looking at us and our comics and our and my puppies and uh, the puppy of Georgia Bulldog, uh, Mac the Comic Hunter. Uh, and all of his great shit. Also, you know, stop by, give a shout out to Brian underscore Voyles underscore 27. Um, Brian does our music. Oh, it yeah. Uh, it's personally one of my favorite parts of the episode when I listen back to it, because I'm like, hell yeah. Like that, that opening, pe- some people have said that our opening song is too long. and One person said that, like, they didn't say that. One person said that forever ago, and they said that... That's the only feedback we've gotten about the music, though, Johnny, so it sticks no, in my brain. No, but it was, it was because you were playing the entire fucking Todd's Toy Talk underneath it. Uh, uh, I thought, That's I why. Thought, I thought it was before we had Todd's Toy Talk song. Well, you know what, Johnny? I don't remember. Don't mention that again. <laughs> you think too much about that review. Oh, should we? I should probably take that again, so that way we're not... Just being jerks. All right, but but Brian does no, our. No, I want you to talk. No, we're leaving this in. People <laughs> love this. <laughs> oh man, uh, I I honestly, personally, my own thoughts. It is too long for the first part song for uh, a podcast, but I love it so much that I don't give a shit. Um, exactly. So every every time I gotta listen to these, I gotta like like it's a chore every time i listen to these for quality control checks to make sure that i'm not too 
not too tangenty. <laughs> whoops. Um, whoops, whoops. I'm always I'm always rocking out to that music. Brian does oh, such yeah. a good job. He's great. Just feel, if he feels like Spawn to me. I I have a feeling that Creepy Dave needs to st- needs to do a a best favorite musician series and make sure that Brian Voyles is on there. Do you know Creepy Dave? Really? No. He's the he's the dude that does the reviews of animals and gives them names that aren't their names, like a uh, like Chihuahuas was Chichihua, <laughs> uh, or uh, that's funny. what's a good one? Another good one. Um, a cat a capybara is a crappy Barbara. <laughs> crappy Barbara. Crappy Barbara. Creepy Dave. He's real good. You should follow him too for some laughs while you're over there. But we're not gonna shout him out. He'll just be. In the meat of the episode. Yeah, so Johnny, speaking of tangents, do you want to take a tangent with me sometime next week? Yeah, let's do it. Let's take a little Spawn tangent. A little Spawn tangent. Well, Spawn's the main event. We'll take a tangent, but... Well, actually, Johnny... Spawn. Johnny, unfortunately, this will be a... a, This will have to be a tangent-free episode because it's going to be a double main title episode coming up next week. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're going to have to keep... On the straight and narrow for this one. Johnny, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. I might explode. Um, Strictly to it. <laughs> yeah, we're Ooh. following up 313 here with the next one, Spawn 314. Yes, yes, which, indeed. Which uh, takes you from that monolith fight to Omega Island and yeah. meet some people there. So pretty cool. Yeah, it's basically it, it basically starts off with a, mega, a monolith fight. So you know it's going to be fun. It's a fun time. Yeah. Um, and you get that teaser of me talking about how we get to learn about uh, that plague cover. So yeah, keep, keep 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 an eye out for that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna learn what's in that beautiful brain that Greg Capullo's got. Exactly. Yeah. And then our uh, our second issue for next week is gonna be Spawn three forty three. Johnny, I think that just leaves me to say, may the scorched be with you, and also with you, David. Oh wait, I forgot. We also got you gotta like us, you gotta subscribe to us, you gotta rate us. Then may the scorch be with you. Like, rate, subscribe, and then may the scorch be with you. Amen forever. Um, yes. You better go talk to that puggy. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. I think she's gonna maybe monolith out on me and we're gonna have a big nope. big fight. I can hear her monolithing out. You yeah. better give that puggy a huggy. Yeah, she's going to pull me into the sands. All right, so here I go.